Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, how do you do? How do you do? And good afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today. Six minutes past 3 p.m. on this Friday, the 11th of December. Wow, which means, of course, that we are two weeks to the day away from Christmas Day. How about them apples, eh? Good to have you aboard this afternoon here at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. And, of course, also 106.3 WORD.com and 101.5 FM in Anderson. Not to mention, but we will, 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. We got you covered, my friends, every which way you can possibly look. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307-71307. And so the battle is continuing on the presidential election front. The president, sad to say, has uh, lost in every case that he has brought thus far, except for the ones that haven't been uh, decided yet. And uh, even so, there are now only three federal lawsuits remaining, two in Wisconsin and one in Arizona. And we heard about uh, one of those uh, in Arizona just a moment ago from Ann Robards. So uh, this uh, is reaching a point where options are... uh, are running low, not that they aren't uh, being uh, continued, of course, and uh, being led now by the uh, Texas Attorney General. Uh, uh, Texas says that uh, the presidential election, as held and as directed by government officials outside the legislature in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan, all violated their own election laws by materially weakening or doing away with security measures. Uh, That... (laughs) is right there. I mean, you can spell it out, and we will here in just a second. It's eight minutes now past three. Uh, so far, this has not proven persuasive. The general view of courts to this point has been, uh, we don't want to hear that. Uh, we're all set for Joe. We don't want to hear that. Well, they are, of course, going to be hearing it. Now, according to the Constitution, the legislature Uh, has absolute authority and responsibility for how presidential electors are chosen, the will of the legislature being expressed through state law. Now, uh, just to use one example, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court stepped in and changed the existing deadline for receiving mail-in ballots from 8 p.m. on the day of the election 
November 3rd, to three days after the election, and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court adopted a presumption that non-postmarked ballots be considered as valid. Well, a couple of problems about that before we take a call here. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court is used to the notion of telling the Pennsylvania legislature, well, that law you passed was unconstitutional, uh, or telling uh, the governor, well, that veto you cast was uh, was unconstitutional per the Pennsylvania state constitution. And that's what they do in issues regarding state matters. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court can do that. But they can't do it in this case because every state legislature, in addition to the rules and the powers that they have in their state, every state legislature also has a federal power. And that one is not subject to any state Supreme Court. And that is to determine the selection of electors. And that supersedes any state Supreme Court, except, of course, where the state Supreme Court said, well, oh, yeah, we'll just step in anyway. 310 now at 1063 WORD. And uh, we have. Uh, John in uh, Gray Court. Uh, hello, John. Hey, uh, Mr. Bohannon. I just I've been following this uh, uh, this law, these lawsuits being brought against the insane gangster disciples. It's the largest uh, extortion case in South Carolina. Forty people were brought up for drugs, murder, extortion, and I understand that. Uh, Henry McMaster is petitioning the federal government for permission to jam cell phones in uh, the prisons, and just uh, I just Henry McMaster needs to grow a pair. Uh, we we need to go ahead and jam the cell phones, and we need to tell the federal government where they can jam it. Uh, who's what are your thoughts on that? Well, as a general rule, uh, there are federal responsibilities regarding cell phones. And while I'm not uh, particularly uh, versed in the particulars of this particular case, but uh, I'm not sure whether or not he does, in fact, uh, need to uh, to get any kind of federal permission uh, at all in this uh, this particular way. I'm uh, aware of the fact that the controversy has uh, has arisen. But uh, and I'm aware of the fact that there's been a crime wave of of killings and the like uh, that it supposedly came out of these uh, of these cell phones. But the question, of course, is whether or not the state has any role to play here. Now, I suppose the governor could just simply say, I'm asserting authority and see what happens. But again, I know that issues of communication like this generally fall under what's called interstate commerce clauses, and uh, uh, that's in the Constitution as a federal prerogative. So, again, I would have to assume that the only reason that uh, McMaster is asking this is because that it would be uh, placing state authority over something that is under federal jurisdiction. And uh, that uh, I'd have to look into uh, a little more deeply, honestly. I'm simply saying that there's a possibility that he's uh, he's got a problem there. Yeah, when when Obama took office in twenty, what is it, twenty oh eight? There were like twenty oh eight, twenty oh nine to be exact. But yeah, yeah there okay. were like there, yeah, there were like six. He never left office. He was in. He's been in there twelve years. He stayed in Washington. There were like six or seven sanctuary cities when Obama left office. There were over seven hundred sanctuary cities, um, and they were paying no attention to federal immigration laws. I mean, I, I think. We need to take a lesson from their playbook. Jim. Well, I'll put it this way. You are quite correct in that uh, uh, 
in fact, though, those are uh, are cities that are acting in violation of federal law. You've had uh, courts that have even thrown out the idea uh, that uh, regardless of, of whether or not you prosecute them, the idea that uh, the state, the, the federal government can withhold uh, aid, let's say, uh, education money or road money from these, uh, these cities. And that's true. They act in uh, violation of federal law with impunity. Now, the Federal Communications Act of 1934 does, in fact, I just looked it up here, indicate that state prisons cannot mm-hmm. jam. Now then, uh, that may make absolutely no sense, and I suppose the governor could, could always use your argument, well, oh, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not sure that would hold up in the courts. Uh, again, uh, I think yeah. it, it, there you can show a, a case for doing the jamming, but you can't at the moment show a state power to do so. I, I would just do it. I mean, people are dying. People are dying. We just do it and and let the let let the chips fall where they may. I tell you, McMaster needs to grow a pair, Jimbo. He needs to grow a pair. I'll just take one. But well, I'll put it this way: he you know, he could he could do it, I suppose, which is clearly in violation of the law. It would take a federal judge about uh, half a day to declare that uh, out of bounds, and of course, that would leave us right back where we were. Yeah, but what are they going to do? Are they going to come here and make us? Are they going to go out to the truck, just jamming it or whatever? And very possibly. I mean, I I I suppose that if in fact there was an order issued, uh, that uh, they could do exactly that. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I as think, I say, I that is the law. Now, yeah, I say if, if you if you want if you bring want McMaster just to make a big scene and uh, and then lose, uh, well, he could do that. He could do that. Yeah, hey, listen, we need to fight some battles and lose to let people know we're we're actually in the fight, Jim. <laughs> okay. You know, we do. Well, we do. Uh, fine, if 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 that's what you want. Of course, that would involve, obviously, paying out some t- state tax dollars in litigation and the like. But uh, 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 there have been punished companies, apparently, illegally uh, 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 well, I'm trying to read a, 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 a a text message here, which I'll get to in a second. Suffice it to say uh, that the South Carolina would lose. And all right, uh, you are of the view that it's it's time that we fought and lost. Okay, uh, we can talk about it. One eight hundred three four seven one zero six three, and we'll be back on the Bobby Mac Show in just a moment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today. It is now 22 past 3 on this Friday afternoon at uh, 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. And uh, Lee uh, in uh, Columbus calls in. Hello, Lee. Hi, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, we know that uh, pandemics do not take away our constitutional rights. And we know that this really now isn't about a virus. It's about taking down Donald Trump and bringing in this new global reset of humanity, which is a completely Marxist evil plan. And so uh, I work with the Republican Party of Polk County, and we've created a petition, which is a constitutional America First sanctuary county that we're going to be presenting to our county commission uh, where, you know, they've sworn allegiance to the Constitution above all other statutes, administrative rules, and local ordinances. And we are going to get them to pass this resolution as a very important pushback uh, to things like Biden and other communist manifestos that they're going to try to put in this country. And um, there is a great movement across the country right now. Hey, Lee, can, can I, uh, let me ask you to do a favor. Could you back off of the speaker on your phone just a hair? I think that it's distorting you, but can, please continue. I'm so sorry. Is this better? Maybe a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, what we're doing is we've created a petition that could be modeled by any county in the United States of America to uh-huh. urge their county commission to pass a resolution to create a constitutional America first sanctuary county to uh, get their local leaders to reject any laws that are pushed like we have here with Governor Cooper with these lockdowns and these masks. And really in a constitutional republic, The power isn't with the states. It's with the people, and the closest interface to the people are the counties, and the local county sheriff is the highest law of the land. And our county and our district attorney is all for this, 
And they are not making our people suffer. They are not making them wear a mask. They are allowing it to be voluntary the way the Constitution um, was created. And I just wanted to let you know about this. This is something that if anyone was interested out there, I could send them our model petition and they could. Is uh, there a website or something in uh, in uh, Columbus, uh, uh, North Carolina, where this uh, would uh, is there a website? That would be the easiest way to do that. I could give you my email. We're getting all of that up right now, and I don't know uh-huh. that it's up in our website yet. But my email is freedomdestiny at startmail.com. Freedomdestiny at startmail.com. If anyone out there is interested in learning more about the United American County um, declarations, and, and especially this petition, which kicks it off, and we're having tomorrow on Saturday at 11 a.m. at the Polk County Courthouse, we're going to have a rally to introduce this. I just was listening to your show, and I thought, well, you know what? Let me call in and see if this is something that I could just put it out there to the people. All right. Give out to the email address one more time, please. Yes, sir. It's freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, destiny, D-E-S-T-I-N-Y, at uh-huh. startmail, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com. Got it. All right. Well, again, if... Uh, if uh, there's interest in such, uh, well, you can uh, contact uh, Lee in the Columbus, North Carolina in that regard. I can uh, can tell you right now that you're going to face uh, some serious opposition, and you're fighting a major uphill battle, which is not to say that you shouldn't shouldn't fight it, but uh, just know, uh, know you're fighting way uphill. Well, actually, sir, we have just passed a Second Amendment sanctuary county resolution, and we can all open carry... And we don't have Antifa or BM, BLM messing around in our county. I'm sure you don't. Uh, again, uh, as I say, I wish you, I wish you good luck in that regard. Uh, uh, how far this goes, we'll uh, we'll we'll find out. But anyway, well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you for your call, Lee in uh, in Columbus. All right, to Cecil in uh, Woodruff. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Yes. Okay, well, we were talking about the phones in prison. Now, I've right. got a house that's got the permanent roof on it, right? And it blocks signals to some sort on telephone. Why can't we no, 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 back, back about What about your roof and, and telephone signals again? Okay, it's a metal roof, and it blocks telephone yeah. signals somewhat. So in other words, what you're you're saying that underneath that roof you cannot receive calls or send calls? Is that what you're saying? To somewhat, yes, sir. To some extent, okay, okay, all right, okay. And I just so you're suggesting you're suggesting that the prisons could apply such a roof and that would uh, eliminate the need for uh, any electronic phone blocking? Is that what I gather you're saying? That's what I'm doing, talking about. Maybe some kind of legally way to find material that would block the phone service. Well, I believe what you're describing would be legally uh, allowable. I, I don't know about the techni- technical side of it, 
and the extent to which that works. I don't know that I've ever actually tried to use a cell phone under a metal roof. And in fact, I'm not sure the last time I was under a metal roof. But uh, uh, I don't believe that the Communications Act of 1934 addresses that. So I think you could you could probably do it. Well, I mean, it, it happens to, in fact, uh, we had to change phone service to get one that was a little stronger service to uh-huh. to prevent that. But still, we have to go on the back porch in some cases. Yeah. Well, I, I, I sympathize with the, with what you're saying. That's an interesting thought. And again, I don't know the, the electronics uh, involved herein, but I am pretty sure that uh, the uh, violations uh, that would uh, be posed by the Communications Act of 1934 do not cover metal roofs. So uh, interesting. All right, more calls to come. Uh, Jim Bohin for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, my friend. And uh, lo and behold, now the time is 329. And a good afternoon, everybody. Pleasure to have you with us today here. Now it's 24 minutes before 4 at 106.3 WORD on two weeks before Christmas. And the 11th of December here with uh, Dave in Spartanburg calling in this afternoon. Hello, Dave. Hello, Jim. Um, not all the nuts are on the trees anymore. Um, this um, okay. This thing about the, 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 um, the prison phones, I had a nephew in prison right. and... He would call me from strange phone numbers, and he called them. They called them bullets, right? And they said a, a cell phone in prison is worth about fifteen hundred dollars. If the governor were to um, make it illegal to buy these throwaway phones, where anybody can, I can walk in the Dollar General. You can too. Buy a phone, put a, you know, you can get it in jail. You get fifteen hundred. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just there's financial incentive, and um, I don't know if this could be done, but if you could uh, magnetically, um, let's call it EMP, electromagnetic pulse. You could you could fry every piece of electronics in the prison with that. Well, the problem um, is you would fry every piece of electronics in the prison. You would also be I frying know, uh, uh, all kinds of, uh, of equipment cage. being used by the prison. Yeah, you'd have to uh, put all your equipment in Faraday cages when you did it, and then bust everything yeah. else up. So, um, but uh, well, that's, that's what you would. Uh, there would be expense. A Faraday cage. We don't want to get too technical here, but a a Faraday cage is essentially a a wire cage structure, uh, which would uh, involve some effort, some time, and above all, some tax dollars to do. Uh, and again, uh, just how well that would work, I don't know. But uh, that's an interesting thought, uh, to say the least, Dave. I don't know again exactly. Uh, I suppose it's within the state power to regulate that sort of commerce. Uh, but, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, I, I, is that the only kind of cell phones that are being used here? I mean, I, I would assume that disposables are the, are the main source of this problem. Is that right? I would think so. I mean, I wouldn't get a cell phone in my name and have it put in, in jail, would you? <laughs> not not particularly. <laughs> no. And if I and especially right, Dave, if I was a gang member, I certainly wouldn't do that. No. I'd get a burn no, burner exactly. phone. <laughs> Your burner phone, exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. Everything yeah, yeah, it's too anonymous. Well, thank you, sir. And I, I appreciate you. You're a sane man. It's in, in, a great thing to talk to a sane man. You have a good day. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate your thoughts. Yes, we're in favor of sanity without uh, question. All right. It's uh, 22 before 4, and uh, Ray is in uh, Clinton this afternoon. Hello, Ray. Oh, uh, hello again. Uh, My uh, gripe has been going this year especially about the players 
in the major leagues of football, basketball, and baseball being taken out of high school and college with no reparations being given to the high school or college are, are you, that they uh, played for. Did, did you want to talk about this on 106.3 WORD, or was this a sports talk call? Well, I don't know who else would uh, I usually talk with Bob about these things, too. But, oh, well, okay. If you, if you call into Bob, then this is the place to call in. And you're suggesting yeah. that uh, high schools be compensated for uh, players that are taken out of, uh, out of high school. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Not the, the, right I mean, they don't, you don't compensate the colleges. You don't, talk, you don't compensate colleges so when the players leave, say, I know, but that's say, what it's uh, wrong, uh, because early. in the old days, the semi-pro teams and the uh, farm teams were owned by individuals who sold players. Uh, well, they, they sold Joe the rights Matthews to players, that's very true. But, from, I mean, keep in mind something here, Ray, and that is the fact yeah. that uh, – Essentially, the NCAA has become the farm system for the NBA and the NFL, and increasingly uh, even for the uh, Major League Baseball uh, teams. So, yes, that's that's what I'm trying to get to. And high schools and colleges are paying big money to have the coaching to make those players good. Like uh, I love uh, Dabo Swinney; he's really you know getting those players into the NFL. Every year, unbelievable. That's of course. But I mean, technically, isn't the college supposed like to provide education? A year to do it. Isn't aren't and, colleges supposed to provide educations for people? Is it really the purpose of a college well, that's to right. produce professional basketball and football players? That's right. The players are taking the place of somebody who might be paying tuition. Instead, they're uh-huh. getting that free on top of it. Uh huh. I mean. I'm not arguing about the money the player gets. I'm arguing about the money that the high schools and colleges are paying for having coaches. I can tell you about high school uh, players that are playing under pro players so that the team can go 30-0 and uh, in baseball, let's say. All right, but now let me let me ask you something that you may not know, uh, Ray, but you, you have addressed an issue that actually has general interest beyond sports. Are you aware yeah. of, uh, of the, uh, the highest-paid state employees in each state? Are you, have you ever heard anything about the highest-paid state employee in each state? Uh, it probably has something to do with sports. Well, a matter of fact, it does now. Of, yeah. you, go to each, you go to each state and you find the highest-paid employee. Uh, and uh, that in 27 states, that is a football coach, including uh, yeah. uh, including the Alabama coach, uh, who is uh, the highest paid coach, uh, state employee yeah. in the country. In 12 cases, it's a basketball coach. And yes, where you would expect Kansas, Kentucky, Connecticut, North Carolina, and so on. And that leaves uh, 11 states where the highest paid employee of that state is not a coach. Uh, you have yeah. pointed out, I think, the fact that uh, we have really the athletic tail wagging the dog here, and we are paying money so we can uh, produce people who, on Saturday afternoons, we get to yell for. Yes, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Is we're okay. worried about presidents and vice presidents coming up through the ranks, and uh, there's nobody doing that because the money's not there. Well, I mean, an, an awful nobody... lot of people go to colleges, Ray, besides jocks. 
you know? I realize that, but nobody okay. gives you a scholarship to try to be president. Uh, well, that depends. There are a lot of people with scholarships out there. Some have scholarship because of academic prowess. Some have scholarships because of, of demonstrated financial realize, need. There are a lot of ways that you get scholarships, and I would dare say that the the uh, percentage of athletes on a scholarship at a given school, even at a at a, a monster jock factory like, say, a Clemson, uh, is still, what, less than 1% of the student body. Well, no, they're running teams of 100 players. Yeah, but there's a lot more than a thousand people, people attending Clemson too. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, uh, I mean, it's an interesting thought. I mean, I can think on my list of needed reforms. I got to be honest with you, Ray. This doesn't make my top 100 or my top 500, okay. but well, it's an interesting concept. I mean, they're know. looking to, to get free education in colleges, but I look at it as why should it be well, totally free? Well, there is no free education. That 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 is something that, that, that we need to kill that, that misnomer. Is, free college education is, is is impossible. It would mean that the colleges were built for free, run for free, taught at for free, on donated property and with donated materials built by workers who didn't get paid. That's a free education. No. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to get at. With the way the sports are giving away money uh, to have good teams to draw the talent in, right. uh, there should be some kind of a uh, reparation given to the college or high school that develops mm. them. I mean, well, it, I'll put it this way. Again, that's probably not, not even on my list of top 100 educational reforms for the country, but uh, to say the least, well, it's an interesting I, I concept. Just look at it. The, the old way they used to do it was the best way. Which was you that? Know, they, the, they just stayed the in school? Were well, no, the, they had semi-pro and uh, right. There teams were minor leagues. You're, you're, you're asking for a return to minor players. leagues. I understand that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The minor okay. leagues were were money makers for somebody. Right. Well, the, uh, increasingly, of course, Mantle minor leagues are not. Tell you what, uh, we are actually Ray are coming up on a break here, but an interesting thought, and I must say, in the uh, decades that I've spent in, in talk radio, that's the first time I've talked about uh, compensating high schools and colleges for players who turn pro. But interesting thought on a day filled with interesting thoughts. Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and the time is fifteen before four. Good afternoon. Pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you for being here. The Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063. And uh, Sean in Hickory Tavern has taken advantage of that fact. Good afternoon, Sean. Oh, good afternoon, Jimbo. Hey, look, I, I just wanted to real quickly comment on this Texas thing where they tried to have this lawsuit with these four states, that uh, these battleground right. states. Uh, look, And there are now look, a I, total I, of... Uh, of uh, 17 or 18 states involved in that, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, they, they, the Supreme Court will will give a decision probably by the end of the day, no later than midday tomorrow, I'm sure of it, and, unless they just decide to, to throw it out altogether. But I think, you know, in lieu of the fact uh, of, of what just happened, I think it's time to put up or shut up. I mean, after 55 cases have been either dismissed or thrown out of court, now you got Texas, which was arguably a, a, a red state for the election, and now they're trying to intrude on states' rights uh, and bringing it to the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, uh, since you can't put it up, I think it's time to shut up and just accept the fact that Joe Biden's going to be the next president of the United States. I mean, 
Even, well, there's uh, a strong likelihood that he will be, but that doesn't up. mean we just simply set back. You take what le- legal actions you have. You know, it could be argued, Sean, that the lawsuit by the Attorney General of Texas with the other states involved is in itself an assault on states' rights. It is telling other states how they pick their electors. Well, right, but isn't that uh, isn't that specifically contained within that state? They They have the right to... To come up with their own election laws, no other state has the well, right. Well, they, they do, but of course, the the argument that is being affairs. put forward, Sean, is that the states in question did not follow their own rule book. Uh, for example, uh, the legislature has the, the say so on such issues, and you have in Pennsylvania a uh, uh, Supreme Court that uh, simply changed the law, despite the fact that the legislature has the final say so in this regard. So you can make a case. Okay that uh, these states did not follow their own lo- own rules. Well, you can make that case, but I don't think it holds water because that, that state has to police itself. So having another state uh, having another state bring light to the fact that this state didn't follow their rules doesn't automatically stick it into the to the federal system to, to make a decision on that. If anything else, it'll get thrown back down into a lower court for that state to make a judgment call on its own on its own rule changing right i mean there's what you just said in, in lawyer talk uh the attorney general of texas does not have standing nor do the other attorneys general in this who do not have standing uh to, right, right. Uh, well, to my, bring my, this suit and that's that's it. what the supreme court's going to say actually sean they're gonna i i do believe they're going to throw I it think. out and that'll be the reason why Right. I mean, I, it's, my daddy used to call it real simple. You know, Texas ain't got a dog in this hunt, so I think it's going to be hard to to scour up any kind of any kind of food for this meal. I believe, but hey, uh, well, well, I, I, I think you're I, right. Also, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I, I appreciate the phone. I appreciate the time, Jimbo. You did a did a great job. Great service listening to me. I appreciate it a well, lot. I know your, you. your points are well taken, Sean, and I, I do appreciate them. And again, I am absolutely in favor of continuing uh, this fight with these various lawsuits. Uh, I would note other things that are now being considered. There are members of the U.S. Senate, for example, uh, prominent members such as uh, Ted Cruz of Texas, uh, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, who are saying that we should not uh, proceed with any kind of a confirmation process for uh, uh, Biden appointees until such time as we have settled whether or not Biden is, in fact, going to be the next president. You're seeing uh, that uh, happening. You're seeing challenges coming forth from Republicans in the House about whether or not to even accept the uh, uh, electoral votes cast by the various states when the votes are counted on January 6th, though there are all kinds of Uh, challenges that are still being brought, and these are all within the legal right of the president so to do. And I say more power to him. However, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke uh, at you or in any particular direction on you and tell you that that, that any of this is likely to happen. Uh, Every ruling to date has been against the president. The Supreme Court, in ruling against him regarding Pennsylvania, did not even bother to provide comments. They simply rejected it without comment, which is the Supreme Court's way of saying uh, you aren't even worthy of an explanation. Uh, I can tell you again, this is not looking good, and it is look very, looking very much as though, in fact, uh, Joe Biden is probably going to, in fact, uh, have on, on Monday, which, by the way, is the date that the electors are to cast their ballots, is Monday the 14th, 
Uh, it looks very much like uh, Joe Biden will get uh, roughly 306 electoral votes to be cast, which will then, of course, be counted on uh, January 6th, ironically, the day after the Georgia election, uh, more about which, uh, incidentally, coming up uh, in a few minutes. But uh, suffice it to say, uh, it's worthy of a fight, and I'm glad that the president is fighting, uh, but there are, at this moment, zero indications that the fight is going to be successful, and I don't see any point in sitting here and uh, and pretending otherwise. Uh, there are no indications at all that the president will succeed. Can a case be made? Yes, I think a case can be made, certainly without question. In fact, before we got off onto a variety of other issues, I was going to look at the various ways in which these individual states, the four states in the lawsuit, broke their own laws, which I will uh, do as uh, as time allows after the news at the top of the hour. Uh, again, uh, the courts are not listening. The courts are are not uh, listening in this particular regard. And the state legislatures have shown no indication that they are prepared to simply rule that uh, since the Constitution grants ultimate discretion on the casting of electoral votes to the legislatures, they simply say we're appointing the Republican legislators regardless of what the vote count on Election Day said. And uh, I will note one other thing that uh, we should probably keep in mind as well, and that is that if, in fact, a state or more than one state uh, actually saw the legislature, which is in Republican hands, cast out a vote total, which the state says went to Joe Biden, uh, you would see a strong effort in the direction of abolishing the Electoral College. Uh, I'm not saying that that would work, that that would happen. It only takes 13 states to block a constitutional amendment, but there would be that effort. See, most people out there uh, think that they vote for president of the United States, and uh, and they don't. Electors vote for president of the United States. And that's a, a, a misconception that, frankly, I wouldn't mind some people to keep because if they start thinking about it, a lot of folks are not going to be happy with the system that is. They were never taught what it was. More to come, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, 3 before 4. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 